1: up everybody and welcome to another episode of wrestling with jonahs this is episode 109 and today's a special interview uh, episode where we've got uh, a superstar from coastal championship wrestling with us uh, on the line so can't wait to uh, speak to our guest for this interview episode of wrestling with Jonas but before we do that i'm going to encourage you all to check out our brand new website wrestlingwithjohnahs.com We can see our full archive of podcasts, our full uh, selection of interviews that we've been doing over the last couple of years. Uh, There's uh, links to all of our social media pages, uh, to our merchandise and so much more. So please go and check it out. That's wrestlingwithjonas.com. Uh, you won't be disappointed. It's Wrestling With Jonas, all in one place. But uh, I'd like to introduce our uh, our very next guest. So uh, he's one of the brightest stars coming out of Coastal Championship Wrestling in Florida right now. He's one half of the current CCW Tag Team Champions. He's been described as the future of this business. He's the king of flight. I want to introduce to you Mr. Will Austin. So, Will, good afternoon. How are you, sir?
0: Pretty good. How about yourself? Thank you for having me.
1: No, you're very welcome. I'm awesome and even better to be speaking to you. So just a couple of things I want to touch on uh, before we get into kind of your your history as a wrestler. Uh, Your next match, Will, is actually for CTW and it's their big, sweet 16 show so it's their 16th anniversary show they're calling it sweets 16 and it's on march the 7th at the coral spring charter school so you'll be fighting in a fatal five-way match uh up against el jefe santos super crazy and bugs moran and uh, Barrow Johnson. So this is going to be a really incredible show. Obviously, uh, CCW's anniversary shows are always very, very special. But this match, the five-way match that you're going to be involved in, looks like it could steal the show. So uh, tell us a little bit about this match and kind of uh, uh, how you're preparing for this five-way on Saturday.
0: Well, again, it is the 16-year anniversary, and I've only been around for a little bit under the last two years. But since the day I debuted in CCW, I've taken it by storm easily. Not even being cocky, I I feel I'm the wrestler that can bring wrestlers who's not as good as me up to another level. And I take pride in that. Now, this match on Saturday, actually, March 7th, I have, again, ECW legend, super crazy, who I grew up watching with the Mexicals. I remember him in psychosis and hoovi. We also got El Jefe Santos, me and him. He, he was, at one point, the face of Coastal Championship Wrestling. Now, I, a lot of people say I don't like to – I like to let other people say my praises for me, that he passed the torch to me. He took a step down because he took a, a personal direction job out of wrestling out of Florida. So he's no longer consistently with us on every single show. Um, so everyone says that he passed the torch down to me because now I, I feel I am the face of CCW. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then you got – then you it's got two other, um, two other two other up and comers. You got this at the school of our CCW training facility in Fort Lauderdale, you have Pharaoh Johnson, who a lot of people don't know. They, you know, he does this black power or whatever may be gimmick that a lot of people don't know. He's a very accomplished amateur wrestler in high school. And if you see, we we do a lot of back and forth amateur wrestling. If you've ever seen one of mine in Pharaoh Johnson's matches, and he can go, I'll give you that. Now this other one, Bugs Moran. Does this uh, a homeless gimmick, a hobo prince? That don't don't let the uh, homelessness fool you. He he's almost I wouldn't say he's up there with me, but he's almost as fearless and as high flying as take chances as me.
1: So a real a mix of talents in this match, and like you say, some homegrown talent, some uh, experienced talent in, in the form of uh, Super Crazy, and of course yourself, that's uh, coming on leaps and bounds. But uh, let's go all the way back to well, when you first started, started. Sorry, oh, sorry carry, to carry on! Well. You, you carry on. This is your interview.
0: Carry on, Will. I do have some breaking news that it will ah. be it will be for Pharrell Johnson's CCW Southeastern Championship in the Fatal Five Way. Even better even
1: better so that's going to be fantastic that's another reason to tune in on saturday or to be there live in person but uh, let, let's skip all the way back to your kind of early fandom as a, as a professional wrestling fan then will so um have you been a lifelong professional wrestling fan kind of take us back to when you first uh kind of caught a glimpse of professional wrestling and some of the memories you have uh when you first came across pro wrestling as a fan then will
0: oh I've, of course i've been a lifelong pro wrestling fan um from since I can remember that, you know, I remember back in 2004, back in 2005, when everyone is in the WWE bubble, I remember distinctly for some reason watching AJ Styles and TNA and the old TNA, the six sided ring TNA, and it was just, I just drew to that. Um, I still watch Capo with WWE. Um, my favorite course was John Cena because I am one of the younger wrestlers here that I almost said born in almost 2000s, at like the end of 95. So I caught all of John Cena's rap gimmick all the way through the the decade of Cena. Um, but it was just something, like, of course, people would say Rey Mysterio, but something about AJ Styles, the way he would fly around the ring, his high high flying, that that would influence me more than I would say Rey Mysterio. But Rey Mysterio is definitely influenced with the uh, the size difference because, again, if you see the people I wrestle, like El Jefe Santos, I wrestled him a couple times, the size difference is distinct. So I had to fly around just to, Match
1: up with him a little bit better. Yeah, and um, what sort of wrestling uh, do you catch up with nowadays? Uh, Do you watch on the TV on a weekly basis, or or do you like to go and see uh, live wrestling when you're not in action? But what what type of pro wrestling do you like to watch that, that kind of really gets you going nowadays as a fan?
0: Now nowadays, it's a lot of independent wrestling. Now that I'm on the indie scene, it's a lot of independent wrestling, and it's more I enjoy that. It's more known now that. There is something else outside of the WWE bubble, outside of the impact bubble that um, I will go to different indie shows and help set up the ring, even if you're not working it. I used to do that in the beginning and just watching the independent wrestling, seeing the guys you're coming up with, just want them to succeed just as much as you. It's actually more entertaining and you get more ideas that you can bounce off the uh, these wrestlers that are trying to come up with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so the indie scene around Florida is really vibrant at the moment. There's so many uh, indie groups and, you know, there's so much action and you're a big part of that, Will. But, uh, I mean, tell us a little bit about the indie scene around Florida, because it's not just
0: about CCW, is it? It's not. You have a distinctly in Tampa and Orlando, which is where WrestleMania is in this year in Tampa, you have a lot of wrestling schools. Always competing with each other. With them competing with each other, they're always throwing shows. There's probably a show in Orlando and Tampa like every other week. Um, my my school, Coastal Championship Wrestling in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, is the premier in South Florida. I would say, not even being biased because I've been to other shows. No one draws like we do. No one brings in the names that we do. Um, And we we run shows easily at least once, twice a month. And we do our big shows. And when we do our big shows, we can take a couple months off to let everybody else catch up because we draw and we put on a hell of a show like that.
1: And and CCW has got uh, quite a big uh, history within the Florida area. Like I say, it's been going for nearly 16 years, uh, but it does draw a lot of big names through through that market town. But we'll we'll talk more about the big names a little bit later on, Will. Uh, Before we touch on your wrestling career, though, um, and and we spoke about this very briefly off air, but if you look through your Instagram page, there's lots of photos of you uh, in your kind of high school American football gear, now, uh, I, I call it American football. You probably call it football, um, the, the, the football that you, I might be referring to you call as soccer. But I'm referring to uh, American football, of course. So um, t- tell us about your, your kind of high school football career. And uh, did, did you do it at a college level? And is it something you wanted to take seriously when you were kind of at that age?
0: Uh, high school, I had a ton of fun. I would actually uh, contribute because I a lot of people do not know I grew up without a, a father. My mother was a single mother. She raised me and her sons and, you know, she played the role of my mom and my dad. So when I got into high school, started playing football, I developed a brotherhood with all the, some of the different players that I still keep in contact, contact to this day. And the coaches, some of the coaches became father figures to me that I never had growing up. So I would attribute, I, would, I owe everything to football, even if I am no longer playing it, that I can take that away, the friendships, the mentorships or whatever it may be. Now, I didn't go t- exactly to the college level. Um, I, I, I had, it was just commitment at the wrong time, whatever it may be. Um, I stayed local for college. We didn't, didn't really have a college football team, so I ended up playing semi pro. Semi pro was, uh, it was good and bad experiences, but uh, I can mostly attribute it to uh, getting burnt out of football. I altogether, semi pro was probably the thing that was like, okay, I'm done with football. What's next?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And sticking on the, the football theme or the American football theme, have you kind of caught any of the XFL yet, Will? And if so, what are your thoughts on it so far?
0: <laughs> oh, yes, I have. Um, it's something different. I enjoy it. All. Honestly, I enjoy it more than NFL right now. It's something different that you get to play through whistles and stuff. It's just it's a whole nother league that's it's like a new like AEW when it popped up. Somebody needs something different. That's exactly what it is. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I heard that it's getting some good uh, good ratings over in the States and uh, it's getting a lot of interest. And it is creating that alternative, uh, like you say, in comparison to AEW. But uh, uh, that's really cool to hear that you're watching it and that you're enjoying it. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, awesome. So, so we go from your kind of American football career in high school to when you first kind of decided to want to become a professional wrestler. So tell me about when you first became or first became interested in wanting to start your training uh, what kind of sparked that desire to be a pro wrestler uh, back in the early days of will
0: it was of course you know growing up every kid who watches wrestling oh i want to go and pe- be a professional wrestler but you have to go to school you have to take a different route so it was just again when i got burned out with football it was like again what's next and i was about 2021, 20, I would say at that time, and it's just, like, I'm athletically gifted. I think to myself of being able to keep up with football and this and that, that I think I could actually have a chance of even just starting. I could do, like, something real simple, and if I quit, which I probably wouldn't have because I'm – if you know me through high school or whatever it is, that once I'm dedicated to something, I'm going to stick with it in the long run. Um, But it's one of the things that's, like, I felt like athletically I can go, and I was – evolving into wrestling you didn't really need a character as much nowadays it's all about i want to say it's all about athleticism but it's a big part of it and it's like i felt i was at that level that it's like oh you want to grow up and be a wrestler and now you're at the age and you can actually act on your own to be the wrestler and this is actually you're actually able to do it yourself which is crazy
1: yeah. And, and, uh, did you know about the CCW's training facility when you first wanted to break in or how did you kind of come across a training school to start off with so that you could begin your career as a pro wrestler?
0: It's one of those, um, you just do your own research. Um, I did not know about it. Again, it's been around for now 16 years and I haven't known about it since I, two years, so 14 years, I didn't know about it. Um, and you know, there's a couple other schools that, you know, come up, but you know, some are here, some are there and you don't know the head trainers now. Honestly, Pablo Marquez, my head trainer at my school. I didn't know who it was exactly when I first was researching this and that. And I'm, the day I met him, I didn't know it was a head trainer, but he welcomed me like with open arms, like I was his own son. And that right away is like this is where I need to be.
1: Yeah, and uh, have you always trained at the uh, the CCW training facility?
0: Since I started, yes.
1: Ah, and. Uh, oh, The the training facility in itself is a very valuable place for up-and-coming wrestlers, isn't it, in the Florida area? And it's great to see, you know, for CCW to have their own training school where they can bring through their own talent. But how important has the CCW Pro Wrestling Training Facility been to you in
0: particular? Oh, the CCW Training Facility has put me on the map as a wrestler. Um, I was actually at practice last night and my coach was preaching and you earned your spots there, which is true. From day one, he's seen me grow. Um, another wrestler who I wrestle with who actually just broke his neck. Um, but again, he's grown leaps and bounds. We came in together. We've earned our spots and he's told us, he's like, you're like my son's growing up in front of my eyes that you've come in here for day one. I see you take your first bump and now you're wrestling like on my main events, every show. And it's yeah, been yeah. the most, I can't even describe, like I'm, I'm beyond grateful for it that he's took, took me in, never gave up on me and treated me like family from day one.
1: And uh, going back to your, your Instagram page, there's a, there's a lot of clips and uh, photos on you on there. of you been a natural athlete? You know, whether it be with football or other sports, how much did that kind of play into your uh, your your kind of speedy kind of rise through the ranks uh, at CCW? You know, having that kind of natural sporting ability must have helped you uh, in your pro wrestling career.
0: Oh, I think it helped me leaps and bounds, and especially nowadays, if you go on indie. Any independent wrestling or anything like that, if someone who's just coming up, I feel like these some of these wrestlers are afraid to either bump, like get off their feet, or do a leapfrog jump in the air. And it's, to me, because me growing up playing football, they made us work out. They made us do plyometrics. They made us do this. Even when you didn't want to, that I knew it was going to help in the long run. I didn't know it was going to help with wrestling. But, again, nowadays I feel all the fans want to see is something crazy, something exciting, something they haven't seen before. And I feel like that's what I bring right now.
1: Absolutely. So then uh, you, you were training for a little while at the training facility, then you made your debut uh, in the summer of 2018, so I think it was around July of 2018. So you've not even been a pro wrestler or kind of effort uh, for more than a couple of years uh, as we speak to this day. But one of your first batches, Will, was in a six-man tag when you teamed with Striker Ramirez and Johnny Walker, and you took on Carlito, Vince Steele, and uh, Wrestling with John's favorite, Cha Cha Charlie, of course. <laughs> now, h- how was that experience to be in the ring with so many great wrestlers, including Charlie, of course, and former WWE Superstar? star Carlito that must have been a hell of a buzz for you when you were literally just getting started
0: oh it's one of them things like you get starstruck real quick but you have to act like you've been there before and you act like I'm on the inside I'm smiling ear to ear grinning because I'm in a ring but <laughs> I watched spit of apple and John Cena's face on his debut and now yeah. I'm across the ring from him so you, you know of course on the inside you're all giddy but you have to act like you've been there before because especially me coming from football I've had NFL players come train with us sometimes so kinda of like, you know, getting to meet them or whatever, so not, not getting starstruck off of superstars like that. But again, it's Carlito, so it's It was it was amazing. <laughs> Plus being across the ring from Chacha who can get a crowd like no one else. All he has to do is just shake his hips a couple of times and <laughs> oh,
1: oh yeah. Cha Chacho is the man. He is the man. <laughs> but uh excellent. So that must have been a really special experience for you and uh that was one of your first matches. But uh, to. How, how how did you get used to the bumping and kind of, you know, uh, kind of the, the punishment that your body takes, especially when you were starting it? You're probably much more used to it now. But did, did you take uh, a lot of punishment to start off with? And and how did your body kind of uh, get used to the bumps and the, the general grind of being a pro wrestler back in the early days and will
0: Because, um, again, I come from a contact sport, so I love the contact. Um, but bumping is something different. You're throwing your body at the ground. And. I remember some of the wrestlers when I first came in, because again, I came from football. I thought I was the man athletically. That they were like, "Oh, you took your first couple bumps and you were cocky about it," which was no big deal. But I would go home hurting, sore. I of like two, three bumps my first day. I remember that he didn't, he didn't want to scare me off, my coach Pablo. But um, you get used to it. Like I would say, about a week over time, you know, you just get those bumps to get start getting used to it, get into flow, get in your own rhythm, and Um, You take a bump nowadays and it's like, yeah, you feel it, but it's much later.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your body kind of uh, gets used to the bumping and uh, becomes second nature. But uh, l- let's touch on your nickname, then. So your nickname in uh, pro wrestling is, is the King of Flight. So, uh, and, and anybody that's seen you in the ring uh, will have seen you execute some awesome high-flying moves uh, such as, you know, you, you're infamous for your top rope Spanish fly, your 450 <laughs> splashes. How do you even attempt to start these moves for the first time? How, how do you kind of have the courage or you know, when you start to kind of execute a move like a Spanish fly off the top road pour of 450, you know, talk us through that process of, of kind of starting them high flying moves that you're uh, quite famous for nowadays as well.
0: Oh, it's, it's one of them things like you just, my, like my coach says, you just got to go, brother. You got to go, daddy. It's I, you got to have no fear that Spanish fly me and Santos did honestly was the first time we've ever tried it. First time we've ever even thought of it that day. I was like, that's what I want to do. I think that would be cool. And it was never – it was no practicing. It was no rehearsing the, oh, let's do the Spanish fly, because that bump, even taking it once, like, you would know you take it once, you're like, yeah, we're not going to do that again. So that Mm -hmm. was honestly the first time. The 450 was, now that it's become a staple, is – um that was actually – I did it the first time in a ladder match with El El Jefe Santos and uh, Jake St. Patrick. Just threw it in there mid-match. um Again, because of old training facility, we moved around uh, warehouses a couple times, so the the ceiling was kind of a little bit lower, so I can't really jump off the top. Um, So, again, that's one of them show days things. Like, you just got to go. Like, you have to have no fear. If you mess up, roll with the punches. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah.
1: any other kind of high-flying moves that you're looking to add to your arsenal uh, anytime soon then, Will? Kind of in any moves that you've been practicing that you're kind of going to be uh, 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 thrown out onto your opponents fairly soon?
0: Um, I got a couple of things in the works. I don't want to spoil anything. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't want to break something out on Saturday that's going to uh, give the fans a show again.
1: That would be pretty awesome if you break out a new move, most definitely. So we spoke a bit about your high-flying style, but uh, uh, we spoke earlier at the top of the interview about AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio being very important, quite quite influential wrestlers back in your kind of your fandom when, when you were kind of uh, loving wrestling as a fan. But uh, who would you say has influenced your wrestling style um, more than anybody? Who are your kind of wrestling heroes that have really influenced you, uh, would you say?
0: You know, it's changed over the years. I've had, again, Cena growing up, that his just persona. But you know, he didn't do much move wise. And but you never caught it because you've seen the persona the whole time. Um, I would say Cena over the years, but now definitely Finn Balor, Johnny Gar- Gargano, I'm more of them that style. That I, even nowadays, um, that's what people ask me, like, oh, what kind of wrestling do you watch? I really don't watch wrestling as much anymore, unless it's my matches, just to go, just to watch them back, or I'll watch like highlights of Will Ospreay just to get ideas. It's right now he's probably like up there, top like level wise.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see Will Spray in your kind of uh, wrestling style, so uh, definitely a, a good kind of uh, awesome professional wrestler to kind of uh, follow your path on. But uh, let's talk about uh, CCW again then, Will. So currently you're currently the the, the the tag team champions and your tag team partner is none other than former WWE superstar and Lucha Underground commentator Matt Stryker. So I'm really intrigued by this partnership between uh, yourself and Matt. How did you first get introduced to Matt Stryker? And uh, how did your partnership and your, your tag team with Matt first start out then?
0: Oh, that was a a show day thing. Just showed up and is like, "Well, you're with Matt. There you go." I was like, "Oh, really?" Because we were building to something with me and Santos. Um, I don't I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna give it away. Me and Santos were we're in a program for a little bit, and you know, Santos the whole thing with Santos moving away happened, and it was just pretty much one of them show days where I was still in a feud with American Horror Story, and they're like, "Well, you're with Matt. There you go." And coincidentally, that same match, that same night, Mick Foley introduced me to the ring.
1: (laughs) That's incredible. That's that's an awesome night to remember. But uh, and uh, tell us a bit about your your kind of uh, professional or personal relationship with Matt. How valuable has Matt Stryker been as as a mentor and how valuable has he been in your career so far, would you say?
0: Oh, Matt's, Matt's amazing. I, even outside of wrestling, he's just an amazing person, funny, uh, relatable that you can get along with him. Wrestling-wise, he will tell you why we do this in a match, dips and flows, whatever it is, um, what you can do better, why would you take something out. Um, but he's always there. He's like, oh, you could have done this, you should have done this, or whatever it is, don't beat yourself up. This will Just look a little bit better next time or something like that. He's leaps and bounds, like, helped me tremendously in just the short amount of time I've been with him.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I suppose like you said earlier, you need to try to stop yourself from being starstruck and just right. kind of be in the moment and, and stay professional, I suppose.
0: That, that That's one of those, again, because <laughs> I showed up and Mick Foley introduced me to the ring. So yeah. like, uh, uh, like you can see the emotion coming out even during my entrance and everything. My craziest part of me, um, that match, I didn't really have to take one bump. I got the hot tag. I, got, I did the 450 in front of Mick Foley. I did a dive over the top. And, of course, McFulley's seen Cena done it all. But just for me to do it while he's watching the whole thing going on was just a lifelong kid's dream. Oh, totally.
1: Yeah. And, and that, as I mentioned, yourself and Matt, you're the current CCW Tag Team Champions. You've held the championship since July last year. Uh, So so you defeated Alex Ocean and Agony for the titles back in July last year. Tell us about that moment when you uh, won the titles alongside your tag team partner, Matt Stryker. I'm guessing the tag titles, they would have been your first championships, your first taste of gold as a pro wrestler. Um, And a, a title or some championships that you hold through to today, you are still the current tag team champions. But tell us about that moment and how special it was for you to become tag team champions alongside Matt Stryker.
0: Oh, it was amazing. Even after the three count, hit a 450, one, two, three. It didn't even feel like it it felt like I was still in the moment and all at the same time. I almost almost bursted out into tears because to me, putting a title on me feels like my coach and my owners have faith in me to carry this going forward. So it was like that's like the tremendous like you put a belt on me and I do anything in my power not to let you down. Yeah, that's yeah. so
1: awesome. And uh, uh, congrats on kind of holding the championships for so long as well, buddy. That's been an amazing achievement for yourself yeah, yeah. and that striker. But one of the that I want to touch on is a, a successful tag team title defense that you had against, uh, I think it was a uh, kind of a three team uh, match, uh, Agony oh, and yeah. Alex Ocean. And then you had AJ, Frank and uh, Jack. St. Patrick at CCW's A Breaking Change show back in October last year. I'm sure you remember it very, very well. The the match was pretty incredible to watch. Uh, There were some awesome spots where you delivered uh, some awesome high-impact moves off of the ladders, possibly the one that you were alluding to earlier on, actually. Uh, But you also got dumped over the top rope and through a table yourself outside um at one point by agony and alex ocean during that match tell us about that match tell us about the latter spots and then being thrown over the top rope through a table in that match you you, you did manage to retain the championships with striker at the end so you were victorious uh but uh, ahead of a match tell us about some of the spots
0: that you had to go through pain one word Just <laughs> yeah. pain. um no it was honestly probably one of the most fun matches i've ever had the most painful matches I've ever had and one of the most learning experiences while you're doing the match. Um, Actually, a spot in that match, the guy I referred to earlier, Alex Ocean, who broke his neck, went viral from jumping off the 20-foot ladder onto AJ Francis, who's now in WWE right now in NXT. Um, That, I gave a... At one point, there's a Spanish fly in there between me and Jake St. Patrick where I don't rotate all the way and almost spike myself which was scary for me. Um, but again, you take those bumps so often it's like you don't feel anything mid-match. You feel it all afterwards that it all comes to you at once, like your adrenaline wears down. Yeah. But we had a one of my favorite my favorite, oh, uh, all over the Spanish fly, whatever it is, my favorite move I've ever done. I gave Alex Ocean, the Canadian Destroyer, from the top of a ladder through a table.
1: <laughs>
0: I can't tell you how much pain I was in. Wow. But that, that whole match just Painful and happy that's the only words. I could describe it. Yeah, because we did retain the titles
1: Yeah, and uh, to any of my listeners if you haven't had a chance to catch that match Please go out and, and search for it. I'm sure it's available on YouTube and uh, that's certainly where I managed to find uh, find it but a uh, hell of a match and, uh, and Will Austin certainly uh, goes through the ringer in that one, but a uh, pretty
0: awesome title defense uh, but uh, there's one thing about the match you see me do the dive first And right when I do, you hear Matt Stryker. He goes, how the hell are you not sung? (laughs) Right away. I'll always remember that.
1: Pretty awesome, pretty awesome. So uh, I don't know if you caught the interview I did with Cha-Cha Charlie then, Will, but uh, we spoke about many of the top names that uh, and top wrestling stars that, that come through CCW and occasionally, you know, that they, they guest host in the, the CCW training facility to help the younger talent there. Uh, you know, just to rattle off a few names, you mentioned Mick Foley, but we've got Mick Foley down here, Billy Guns passed through CCW, Carlito, Alberto El Patron, MVP, and so many more we've spoken obviously about Matt Striker cuz he's your tag team partner uh, but what does it mean to you as a younger wrestler um you know, you're already making waves in the business uh, but to have these these superstars these legends coming through Florida coming through CCW coming through the doors of the training facility to spend time with you and the other young talent there what is it what does it mean to you
0: oh it's it's amazing i i soak up every bit of knowledge i can because again they don't have to come into fort lauderdale of all places in florida they don't have to come in and spend time with the class that they do and the the knowledge that they teach us is you can't you can never pay that back it's again you had celeste bonin come in before she made a return which with our which our company she made a return with you've had Again, Matt Stryker, Mick Foley, and just the names, like around Robbie E., who's while he's in NXT, come through. Um, show us some of the drills that they do for the uh, WWE tryout, actually. And just to get you, like, again, you can't learn that anywhere else unless you're in NXT, just know what they do, unless you've been through the tryout, um, which is very valuable in case ever you ever need it or anything like that. Um, also, a big one we got coming up is Conan, legendary. Yeah, big and, kind of and- yeah, he apparently he's coming with the intent to sign one of us or help us get booked on one of the big shows like Major League Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, whatever it may be, whatever he's still agenting for. But again, like names like that, like Conan, who's a legend in his business. We've had Danny D'Amato come in recently who does uh, who used to do GCW now he does ICW New York. Um, again, Rudy Boy Gonzalez, I can name them off, but just to come in. And spend time with a class and just teach us like you can see that our students are hungry for just the knowledge that they have we pick their brains or whatever it may be like it's we can't re- we can never repay that back and i'm beyond grateful
1: yeah, absolutely. And we've obviously spoken about your, your excellent talent in the ring then, Will. So obviously, you know, you're very accomplished. You, you've picked it up very quickly. You seem to be a bit of a natural in the ring. You're definitely a natural athlete. But um, what about uh, kind of promos and delivering in front of a camera on a microphone? Have you, have you had much training um, in, in how to deliver a promo? And uh, how do you feel your promo skills are coming along?
0: Um, you know, it's always going to be different between behind a camera with a live mic with a live audience um we did a show recently where i wrestled but i was doing promos i opened the show to get the crowd hot did a promo to introduce my tag partners and i did a promo right after the match where it's a lot different talking to the crowd and just talking to a camera um i mean you got to be able to adapt and be able to do both Uh, obviously i need work i'm not saying i'm I'm great at promos. I, would, I I can handle my own, especially in front of a live audience. Um, I know how to get them going. Um, but, you know, we, we, we do learn that at the CCW Train Facility, we learn all aspects, not only inside the ring, promo work, character work, whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Because like you say, as valuable uh, being an in-ring performer is nowadays, you know, having that character, having that uh, microphone skills is equally important, especially when you get to the the bigger promotions. That's what they want from a wrestler, isn't it? But uh, just to touch on um, a few other names that you've been lucky enough to share a ring with then, Will, so um, your very short career. Um, you know you, you've had some amazing matches you've been lucky enough to share the ring with some amazing talent as we've already explained but to two of the wrestlers two big favorites of mine you 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 had a, you was in a four-way hardcore match with sabu back in december 2018 and then you shared the ring with shannon moore um again for ccw in june 2019 so two of my all-time favorite wrestlers especially sabu i was a big fan of the original ecw back in the day tell us about your experience in the ring with these two legends and especially about that hardcore match with Sabu. I mean, that must've been pretty brutal. We spoke about the kind of the, the tag team match where you were kind of doing Canadian destroyers off of a ladder early on, but uh, this must've been a, a different kettle of fish altogether.
0: Oh man.